We have to drastically and swiftly reduce our greenhouse gas pollution levels. Are we going to be the ones that could have saved the reef but didn't? You're listening to the Climate Council podcast. Professor Tim Flannery, thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been five years since the Climate Council's inception. How does it feel? Uh, it feels like a lot less than five years. It's been such a ride, you know, Lex. Um, we we started off um, almost immediately after the Climate Commission was sacked by the Abbott government. It was really the first act of the Abbott government. We knew we needed to do something, but we weren't sure about how strong the public support would be. So I must say, when I stood up and announced that we were going to try to form the Climate Council and appeal uh, to the public for funding, my heart was in my mouth because uh, if we'd have failed, it would have set back the cause of addressing climate change many years in this country. Can you remember the moment when you found out that this is what was going to happen? And then can you tell us about how you came to decide, all right, we're going to take action, we're going to have another crack? Sure. Well, it was um, really myself and the climate commissioners who had decided that we had been treated very unfairly by the, the Abbott government. They were closing down a website, which we put a lot of effort into, and which was really an educational tool used by teachers all around the country. So we decided then we wanted to continue that educational role. And I thank heavens we had a few bright young people on the team, such as Amanda McKenzie, who uh, charted a way forward for us. And um, so we took the leap of faith and decided that we would announce that we were going to continue. Um, but I remember, you know, that, that, that evening when the first donations came in. I was so relieved. It was David from Western Australia, I think, who gave us $15. And at least that started things off. And I remember being called by members of the conservative media through the day saying, how much have you got now? How much have you got? You know, wanting to really say it's been a failure, you know. And once we'd got up to about half a million dollars, they stopped calling, <laughs> which was really nice. Yeah. And, and what was the react wider reaction? The momentum was there, obviously, and Australians wanted an organisation that was going to provide information on climate change. That's right. The, 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 you know, the, the wave of support that we got was just fabulous and it really is due to our supporters that, that, that we succeeded. Their faith in us was what carried the day because without that early support, uh, we, we could have so easily faced a dire situation where the Conservative government would have been able to say, no one cares about climate change, no one's willing to support this, so we're just going to get on with making sure that fossil fuels reign for as long as they can. And what was the reaction from the Abbott government, do you recall at the time, just knowing that uh, I suppose they'd failed to stop effectively what was the, the momentum behind this campaign and, and getting climate out there? Well, we didn't hear much from them. Um, and, and funnily enough, neither from the conservative media, because they couldn't say any longer that this was a left-wing plot or anything, or this was a, a result of government funding. This was the people of Australia speaking on the issue. And that really did shut them up. And so the tenor of the debate has changed quite a lot since then. And so what was your first order of business at the Climate Council? I remember trying to get a bank account set up and it was just terribly <laughs> torturous getting us all together because we're in different cities and so forth and scrambling really for days to cope with the, the, this whole thing. We had a situation where we had a, the, 
the volume of donations coming in at one point made um, the people who were organising the finances think that there was some sort of scam going on. So we were shut down and we couldn't receive donations uh, for about eight hours. So which actually, was no, we're just very popular. That's right. Yeah, that, that argument didn't wash. <laughs> so, but um, so it was it was really interesting that that, that early days and um, and then we had to scramble to get an organisational structure in place because we didn't know what the level of support would be and therefore what sort of structure we could afford. Mm. Um, and I remember our ambitions was just so low that first few weeks. We were thinking if we can just survive three months or six months, that would be great. But, you know, here we are now, five years on, I think the staff is four times larger than it was under the government and we are so much more efficient. You know, we've produced 100 reports. We've, you know, $100 million worth of media coverage. I mean, these things were unimaginable, honestly, when we started. And do you feel that the Climate Council has achieved the goals that were set out, I suppose, in those very early days at least? Look, I think we've more than achieved them. We've done things that we I didn't imagine us being able to do. Um, and if I could just say, part of that is due to this, this young and incredibly bright staff that we've been able to attract. So, you know, among the things I couldn't have envisaged was the, the city's power partnership. Who would have guessed that the Climate Council would be the, the, the kind of the pivot, really, around which our council actions around Australia were starting to coalesce? So we're now seeing, you know, the, the level of government that's most responsible, the council level, is the one taking real meaningful and big action on this with the help of the Climate Council. That is amazing for me. And uh, the Barrier Reef um, campaign, again, I couldn't have foreseen us being able to do that. And I suppose, you know, the really, the biggest thing for me in some ways is the number of really bright young people whose careers we've helped kickstart in conservation and climate change action. And that's amazing. We've had a lot of people come in and out for various reasons. And everyone that goes out, you know that they have had a brilliant start in making a better world for the future. And I think, honestly, that's one of the, that'll be one of the most enduring legacies. And, and what are you hoping for the future for the Climate Council? Oh, I, I, look, I dare not hope too much. I'm, I'm such a, <laughs> I'm so risk averse in some ways. Um, look, I think that we, we will, I hope we'll continue. I hope we can grow the city's power partnership into a really powerful tool for getting runs on the board, getting actual action happening. And that, I can see that start to happen now. Uh, I hope we can find ways to do much more around the Great Barrier Reef. I mean, time is running out for that, for that, um, for the reef, and we have to do something. Um, and I hope we can incentivise um, action at so many other levels. I think we, we need to probably make more use of our supporter base in a way to try to energise action at, at the local and state levels and maybe at the federal level. Who knows? We may yet have a change uh, of policy or, or government which will allow us to really make some advances there. What do you think, um, I know you've touched on the city's power partnership but and the Great Barrier Reef, but what are the, some of the other, the other wins that the Climate Council's had? Um, I know that when the Climate Commission was abolished, renewables weren't as popular or um, as uh, well known as they are today. Do you think that's something that the Climate Council can claim a small part in? Look, I, uh, I do think the Climate Council has played a role in both of those areas. Um, you know, the, the old argument that renewables are so expensive and that they're, they're, only, uh, they're only there because of government subsidies and that sort of stuff, that's gone. The economics have changed, but 
They've changed in part because individual Australians have put their hand in their pocket and bought rooftop panels. Mm. We lead the world in that. And that's exactly the sort of stuff that the Climate Council engages with because it's about people. Our reach into the community is our strength. And to have those people not only support the council but say, no, I'm going to put solar panels on my roof or I'm going to uh, maybe buy a battery and we've had a few people do that or I'm going to buy an electric vehicle. Mm. Um, all of those things that those... What those actions really are, are acts of leadership. And our uh, supporters really are the community leaders in this area. So I do think we can claim a bit of a, a bit of a, a victory there and, and hopefully more in future. And a lot of the work that we're doing, it's around pushing for stronger climate and energy policy. What are your thoughts on the situation at the moment? Look, we, we face such a difficult situation in this country because um, you see the people want action. The, the lower levels of government are all for taking action because it is so beneficial to the community. The states even have got some ambition targets. But at the federal level, we still face uh, a dysfunction in terms of formulating and implementing effective policy. Now, that may change, but, you know, as I've, I've been around in this space a long time now and I know how difficult that is. Mm. Um, I, I think we've just got to get our nose to the grindstone, use the tools that we have and, and wield them to maximum efficiency. And if we do that, I think we'll be okay. Excellent. And finally, do you have a message to all of the supporters and even the founding friends that helped us along the way five years ago? Yeah, look, I do. This is your victory, really is. So this fifth year birthday, celebrate it. Um, because without you, none of this would have happened, really. Um, it, 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 this, is, this is your organisation, in a way. It's the people's organisation. It's been built from the public base. And um, it's, it's unique in the world. We've done something really special. Professor Tim Flannery, thank you very much. Thank Great. you. Great.